Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. Happy belated Mother's Day to all you mamas and mama-like figures out there. I hope you were treated uh, very well, just like you should be. we got a great episode for you this week as we head into the food side here on Hops and Spirits Kentucky with Four Pegs uh, Barbecue uh, out of Louisville. It's a great episode, a great chat with Chris Williams. You won't want to miss that. But before we get into that... What's Pouring Kentucky? Some news and notes around the state. The fifth annual feast fundraiser for the Lexington nonprofit food chain is set for May 24th at Faceog Tipton. Tickets are available online at foodchainlex.org for $150 per person. But you're like, wait, that's a lot of money, but wait until you see what you get. The special dinner will feature more than 20 nationally known and local chefs who will create small plates that highlight fresh, locally sourced ingredients served with craft cocktails, local beer, and wine. The event, which stands for Food Equality and Access Sustains Tomorrow, was launched in 2017, which helped Food Chain build their kitchen. Food Chain has provided nearly 700,000 scratch-made free to the consumer meals over the past few years. You can see the full lineup of these amazing chefs at foodchainlex.org. A 12,000 square foot brewery taproom and six court pickleball facility is coming to Florence in Northern Kentucky. Titled the Pickleball Ranch at FBC, short for Freedom Brewing Company. The complex is going to feature the first brewery in Florence. And we'll sit on a four-acre parcel of land on Freedom Way directly behind Thomas More Stadium, which is the home of the Florence Yalls. The facility is expected to open in the spring of 2024, according to a press release. Kairos Brewing is now officially open for beers in Louisville, located at 2425 Portland Avenue in the back of Farm to Fork Catering. Kairos Beer Garden is open Friday from 4 to 10 and Saturday from 3 to 10. To get to the beer garden, go down the brick alley way on tyler avenue street parking is available on portland avenue or 25th street and other hoppy news we're in the midst of lexington craft beer week it runs through sunday may 21st visit lexbeerscene.com slash lcbw to see all the events and special releases because trust me there are plenty of them and buzzard's roost risk buzzard's roost whiskey row experience say that at 10 times fast has officially cut the ribbon on its micro distillery bar and retail shop at 624 west main street the experience offers cocktail classes and tours as well as education on its secondary maturation process or cask finishing also the owners of equus run vineyards and midway have announced the opening of its new venture saddlestone distillery the distillery sits alongside the vineyard on 38 acres and produces craft brandy and agave spirits so a lot going on here around kentucky up next though is our q a with chris williams the executive chef pitmaster and owner of four pegs in louisville enjoy Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at HopSpirits.com. Joining us here for our conversation this week, he's the executive chef, pitmaster, and owner of Four Pegs in Louisville. Welcome in, Chris Williams. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. I know you're you're a busy guy. So I guess I'll just hop hop right into some things. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just the cliff notes, because I've got some good questions to ask. <laughs> uh, you know, born and raised in Louisville. Um, been at Four Pegs for about four years now. Uh, been in the business for, or been in the business for myself for about 11 years now. Uh, got a, a wife and an eight-year-old son, Fitz, and that's that's pretty much me <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say how do you balance restaurant life and family life because i don't feel like those two ever want to line up perfectly you know kids events happen in the evening normally 
dinner time's a good a good busy time and then with barbecue you got to get up early yeah uh it's definitely a very uh very fine balancing act um I, unfortunately i do miss uh, a lot of time with my family uh but they're very very understanding we have a lot of help from my grandparents and you know we just try our best to make it work and make the best of the time that we do have well, that's that's a, sometimes all you can do now you know like I said, I listed off a long list of things that you do at four pegs, and I'm sure that doesn't even touch all of them, uh, being the owner at the end of the day, but what is your, your role and kind of what you're doing day to day there? Uh, so, you know, I do general operations of the restaurant, um, general manager, in addition to all the other things that you listed, um, and, uh, you know, smoke all the meats, make sure we got staffing, make sure everybody knows what's going on, you know, come up with specials. Uh, pretty much anything that has to do with the restaurant, um, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you stay busy all the time, yeah. Especially after coming off the derby last week, but yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say for those that don't understand, you know, Lexington, where I'm at, you know, it's it, we kind of get that little outflow where it might get busy for a few days. But for for y'all in Louisville, derby season, it, it's a legit season and it's a busy stretch uh, leading up to the event. Yeah, I mean, it starts, you know, two weeks out solidly at Thunder, and then it's just a build-up, build-up, build-up to this big crescendo of just absolute mayhem, uh, and then we get a couple days of a letdown, and then in, for us, it starts back in the, you know, patio season and festival season, and, you know, it just keeps on going from there. It's kind of the kickoff to the year, really. Oh, so so like I said, you uh, like I said, after the other one, you guys are, are staying busy, but that's a, a good thing in the, in the restaurant business, and and I'm curious, did you ever envision yourself being a chef or, or a pit master when you were younger? No. Um, I mean, I started in restaurants when I was uh, about 15 years old. You know, I was working, I think my first job was at Dairy Queen, actually working the window <laughs> and making uh, blizzards. But, uh, you know, I didn't know that that was going to be a career path. I kind of wanted to do psychology. I thought about maybe being a lawyer for a while. But then, you know, as things progressed, I just got more and more into the restaurant industry and it kind of hooked me and you know, now, now I think I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it though that, I mean, was it that creative outlet or, or what? Cause obviously there's many roles in the restaurant world, but you kind of went toward the, the, the back, the, you know, the backside, the kitchen side, and then obviously, you know, becoming a pit master and, and smoking some, some good meats. Yeah. I mean, originally I, I was doing all front of the house stuff and then I kind of started gravitating towards uh, the back of the house as my, as my love for food and uh, enjoyment of, creating things that people really enjoyed grew uh, I gravitated towards that and you know I, I started honing my craft kind of at home uh, and then just you know grew from there and people really liked what I did so I kept going and tried to get my own thing going and then for barbecue um, you know because that's a whole different um, animal so in many ways, more ways than one um, what how did you get into that was that that home cooking you know got had a had a pit had a grill what a smoker yeah, so, how did so that, that come that, about that kind of came about because you know my mom she's an amazing southern cook um but my stepfather he wanted to man everything on the grill and uh, unfortunately was not very good at it um <laughs> everything kind of ended up tasting like ashtrays and things like that um so i had to kind of teach myself because i love grilled meats so you know i, I had to kind of teach myself uh how to make things taste good and that kind of just grew into a passion from grilling to smoking meats to, you know, where it's taken me now. What I was going to say is, you know, when you kind of went out on your own, what made you go out on your own? Because I believe you started the the food truck, Cafe 502. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I 
got out of my own. I uh, was working at a Bluegrass Brewing Company, actually, and I'd started, they had allowed me to put a smoker out on Frankfurt Avenue, which for people who are unfamiliar is a very, very busy uh, bar area. So late night, I'd sit out there with a smoker selling brisket and stuff like that. And people really, really liked it. And I was kind of like, man, I, I should probably maybe think about doing this a little bit more. So I got the food truck and to just kind of try it out and, you know, see how it went. And it, it took off and people started wanting to know where they could get food all the time. And so, you know, gradually went into uh, finding a restaurant. And and I was going to say, what led you to uh, buying four pegs there in, in Germantown in 2018? Because that is obviously the next step that came to be. Yeah, so uh, Four Pegs, it just kind of was just a perfect storm. Like that, uh, the owner of Four Peg, the former owner of Four Pegs, wanted to open a brewery, uh, and I needed a brick and mortar to go into. And I wanted to find some place in the neighborhood because you know I'm, I'm really all about family and like bringing people together. And so that was just a great spot that I'd been to before. You know, they had some decent burgers and great beer selection and stuff like that. So I figured I, I, I felt like I could come in there and really kind of change the culture a little bit, but still keep the neighborhood vibe and bring in some great food. Cause that, I was going to say, cause that location has had something in there for, for, for forever. So how Decades, cool was it to, yeah. to, to take over that, that spot and just kind of build on it? Yeah. I mean, it was great. You know, they already had, like I said, the established neighborhood kind of place. Uh, people in Germantown love, um, lo love restaurants and they love everything local to, from the neighborhood. And so I kind of wanted to be a part of that, having lived in the area for a good chunk of my life. Uh, and so it was just pretty much a really natural fit. And then obviously you kept the name. Was there any, any, any decisions on maybe changing the name or was it one of those where it was still a good enough brand that it was like, okay, this kind of works. <laughs> well, that was actually uh, my wife's decision. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to change the name, but you know, she came to me and she's like, you know, it's a, it's a neighborhood place, it's Germantown. They love Germantown. Like maybe you should think about keeping the name. And I was like, you know, it is, a, it, it's, it's a fun name and you know, it's got some recognition. I don't want to shake things up too much coming in. And so we, we, we kept the name and it's, it's really worked out. <laughs> Well, and it still kind of works for what you're doing while you change the menu a little bit. I mean, you're still smoking meat that might've been, you know, on four legs, four pegs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I, I need to come up with a better uh, story about the name because I don't really, uh, I don't really understand it. It's, it's something about, you know, legs of a table or the pegs and a dog and family and bringing people together, which I'm all about. Don't get me wrong, but I, I need to come up with a name, a better story for the name. <laughs> <laughs> just a magical history that that that, that comes to be um yeah. but but also like you said it, it served beer as you've kind of turned it into a, a, a even bigger gastropub uh, kind of feel so to speak i'm guessing you're a craft beer lover or at least you've enjoyed a, a beverage or two yeah i, I mean I, I i'm currently sober i've been sober for seven months but um before that i absolutely loved beer i uh, still like na beers uh and uh, you know craft beers is kind of where i was at you know i worked at bbc for a long long time uh but yeah beer was my thing and craft beers was the way to go and they, we got 12 of them and 40 in cans and bottles so it was kind of in a good fit well and like you said you i also saw i think where you guys even put an na on tap and that's kind of becoming a very welcoming thing for for a lot of folks whether they're you know so sober or just trying to behave themselves on on a given night yeah you know it's definitely become a big push in the last you know five six years as people have, have learned to enjoy themselves without necessarily having to be drunk uh, or to drink less while still enjoying themselves so we want to provide a, a welcoming environment for people to be able to do that uh, if they want to imbibe or not then we got something for them and and when folks get to visit Four Pegs there there in Germantown, what can they expect when they they come in, or or maybe they are uh, enjoying the patio or or something else? 
so we really try to focus uh, on customer service and making people feel welcome. Uh, so we, you come in there and we really, really want you to feel like family. So we built, we have a ton of regulars. And if you've been there for the first time, we're going to welcome you. Like we've seen you a hundred times and you're, we're going to make you want to come back and hang out with us. And, and I think I saw something, which I don't always think of this with someone that's grilling meats and, and is, is got a, a smoker out back, but you've got options for the carnivore and the vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. I uh, developed something, I don't know, it's probably been about six, eight years now, um, that uh it's jackfruit so jackfruit's this ugly ugly fruit but the insides of it uh kind of you can do whatever you want to them and make it taste like whatever so we dry rub it and smoke it uh, and it texturally is just like pulled pork so you can kind of come in if you're a vegetarian and you feel like you're getting into the barbecue vibe because it's still smoked and, and and it's delicious and i was gonna say i mean was that i'm guessing that was a, a conscious effort to go that route but was there some trial and tribulation with that because i don't feel like that was something that easily came to be yeah, I, I knew I wanted to do something. You know, I started with like just kind of trying to smoke mushrooms and things like that, like heartier things. And then I discovered jackfruit and uh, it really doesn't taste like much. It's got a slight sweet flavor by itself. Uh, so I started trying different sauces and rubs and different things like that to try to get it to, to take on a really nice flavor and finally found something that worked. Well, like you said, you're you're there for the whole community, and and I think one of the cooler things I think you still do this is the 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 challenge, the greatest burger challenge. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that still going on? And how in the world does that work? And how many have actually done it? So I think the record is currently 121 and two. So only two people have finished it. Uh, it's named after Muhammad Ali, a huge idol of mine. We actually have a room in the restaurant where you go in there, and there's there's all kinds of prints and things of Muhammad Ali. Uh, but the Rumble in the Jungle lasted 24 minutes, so that's how long people had to finish the sandwich. Uh, it's about five pounds of food once it's all put together. It's essentially yeah, pretty much everything on the menu uh, is, is on the sandwich, and we have a whole playlist for it. You know, it, it's just a good time when people come in and give it a try. But uh, the only two people who have finished are competitive eaters, and nobody else has really come too terribly close. <laughs> so you need to have an appetite and maybe do yes. a little work beforehand. <laughs> yeah, come ready. Yeah, you got to prep for that one. <laughs> uh, and, and you've also talked about you know the being part of the community there, and I know that's something that it's not just being part of the community, but giving back to the community, whether that's through some fundraiser events, being part of different um, local organizations. Why is that so important to you too, to go beyond maybe just the community vibe, but truly be part of the community? You know, I, I love people is, is like my biggest passion is just people and, you know, taking care of people and helping and giving back as much as possible. Uh, you know, through COVID, we 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 gave out uh, during the shutdown. We gave out a couple thousand meals to people who just needed some help. You know, and then to me, it's like if I've got something to give, I'm going to give it. That's just the way I was raised. You know, my mom's the same way, um, and so it's just really, really important to give back to the community that takes care of us. Well, like I said, you've done some some really cool events, and I think the community has always been appreciative and turned out, I think, even at times more than he expected. I, I forget which one it was, whether it was the 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 tornado or something like that you get a couple of restaurants put out a call and then next thing you know you guys were like overwhelmed with donations <laughs> yeah we had a we ended up taking i think it was like two box trucks and a semi down there with the tornadoes in western kentucky but i mean those those those, those folks really really needed it and I, I was so happy with the the turnout that people came and brought so many things that we were able to take down there and help out 
And, and, you know, obviously, as, as you've mentioned, you've been in the industry for, for a few years. I'll just say that a few years. <laughs> um, but the, the industry's obviously changed over that time, especially post COVID as things have kind of gone a little, little haywire and things have been difficult. What, what's it like being in the food industry these days? You know, it, it's really different. You know, when I was uh, younger, uh, people, had a general different attitude about work. I'm not going to say it's it's good or bad either way, but you know, now it's harder to find people who want to put in the amount of work uh, that it takes to be in a restaurant business. People want to work shorter shifts and, you know, want easier things going on. And it, it's, 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 it's hard balancing that. Um, so you do go through a lot of employees trying to find those really good ones. But once you do find the good ones, you know, especially places like ours, you know, if you treat them like family, they're going to stick around. So we've had people who've been there for, you know, three, four years, which is amazing in the restaurant business nowadays. <laughs> um, but I mean, outside of that, you know, food costs have they've gone all over the place, product shortages, you know, it's just been a, a like navigating through the ocean, trying to figure out the next path to, to, to get through things. And that's when, when sometimes you just want to tell folks, have some patience. We'll, we'll get, get you some good food and a, a good drink. Uh, yeah, but exactly. It, <laughs> uh, but it ne never easy uh, running, running any business, especially these days. Now, I know you have fun too. And, and because of those good employees, I think you're allowed to, to have a little extra fun. Uh, any more competitions coming up? You're going to try to win any more food network appearances, anything like that? Uh, I mean, we got the chili cook-off coming up in September. Uh, um, I mean, I got a show coming I'm on a show that's coming out in July uh, on the Food Network. And I mean, if they call me, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to go back on there and try something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to apply to a couple shows, uh, a couple pitmaster shows and just kind of see what happens. I love competing and I love getting out there and talking to people. So we'll see what happens. I was going to say, how much fun is it that, that you're able to do that and kind of one, not only show off your skills, but to show off Louisville and then kind of what your restaurant family and family can can really do. Oh, I mean, it's great. You know, I'm so passionate about food, getting out there and being able to share that with people, but also, you know, taking the time to be with people who I don't necessarily see from out of town and things like that, that also do the same thing. I'm trying to learn from them. There's so much you can learn from other people in this industry and you should never, ever stop trying to learn because when you do, you get stagnant. Uh, but it, it's just fun to, to to talk food with people, you know. And, and I guess my, my last question for you is what, what's next for, for you and maybe for four pegs, is it just still keeping the, the food truck and the restaurant and seeing where it goes or any other fun things that you can talk about? Well, you know, we, we have the stands at uh Lynn family stadium and at the uh, Louisville slugger stadium right now. Uh, I'm going to probably try to coast through the rest of the year and try to, but then try to get into some other stadiums uh, and things like that. Maybe try to do something out at Fort Knox. I, I don't necessarily have the desire to open another restaurant uh, at the moment. Uh, I've always said that if I do, uh, it's going to be called, called Four Pegs, just winging it. Uh, we're only going to sell wings and fries, and it will be a drive-through situation. We're not going to have any dine-in. Uh, you just pull up to a window, get your wings and fries, and on you go. I love it. I, I love that idea. And hopefully maybe down the road, road that'll happen. But uh, Chris, I appreciate you sharing me, sharing your story with me, uh, talking a little barbecue. And uh, I, I, like I said, folks, if you can head out to Four Pegs over there in Germantown and, and give it a try, because I think you're going to find some good food. <laughs> I appreciate you. It's great talking to you. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.